I didn't tell her. I couldn't. She wouldn't have allowed me to leave. She would have spider-man me to the wall. It would be a long time before we saw each other again, and she would come after me. She would. She's as ruthless as Hannibal Lecter. I'm even pretty sure if she's hungry enough that she'd eat me. Look, I know it's cold, but I had to be cold. Not the typical freezer cold you get, but rather the Antarctica way of freezing out people. To be honest, I'd been hoping for an escape for a long time. I just needed time away. I needed to see them again. I needed to rediscover the reason why I did the things I did for them. I say did for them, but who can be sure anymore? Anyway, she wasn't coming after me. I was determined as a hungry, starving lion about to kill a gazelle to feed itself. Oh, good thoughts, mate. This is why you're tragic. Focus. I packed my bags. And when she walked to the garden, I snuck out with my luggage to the front door, like a mouse escaping a cat, or like, oh, who cares? I was going, that's the point. This was a great escape. This was a mission I prepared myself for after the night we first... Well, she always had to make me think about her. It's wrong. It's not right. How could I ever think I wanted this? Why? As I got to the car park, I realised that I was actually humming The Great Escape. It's beautiful. My father adored that movie. Not that he'd want me to remember him by the telling of this story. Oh, enough! Go! Quick! I got to my car and quickly put my luggage in the boot. Adios! Time to go! See you later, alligator! Ciao! I was finally about to exit. When I accidentally... Well, she must have heard the car screeching because she quickly came to the front yard as I sped away to my freedom. All I could see was her face looking at me as I drove away faster than Michael Schumacher at the heights of his power. As soon as I was away... I knew she would look for her father and find out every single detail of my departure. I didn't care. I was free. My life was going back to where it belonged. My heart was going back to where it belonged. I was going to be me again. This was the one thing I wanted most, and I was going to have it. I knew, of course, that she'd be a detective. This has never been a game to her. This is serious stuff to her. There'd be no stones left unturned. The thing is, her father didn't know where I was going either. It was my secret, and I would be back in seven long weeks. Oh, happiness, I've waited too long for you. Thank you. I'm back. Back where this nightmare began. She'll be ruthless in wanting to know every detail of where I've been. She won't get any information out of me, that I'm sure of. If she wants it, she'll either have to force my head down in a bucket or hold a knife to my neck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't do that. So that's what I tell myself. But as I think about it more, my anxiety levels reach peaks beyond my realm. But I'm resolute. I heard from her father on the phone that she had a new man. Someone that treasures her or even loves her. My first thoughts were one of prayer, as I hoped that would take less pressure off my shoulders. I opened the door with my keys. She's coming downstairs, but she doesn't look at me. She knows I'm there, but she's feigning a lack of interest. I put up a hand to say hi. She ignores me and walks towards the living room, and my eyes go to her bottom. I realise that flaw and look up to catch her looking back at me. She's noticed me staring. Fuck's sake. You just can't get her out of your mind, can you? In the end, I went away for 12 weeks. It's fine. Her father had agreed on my departure as he wanted to hire and try out a lady he'd met on an online yoga class. Yeah, he does yoga. The woman only lasted one day, 
before her father was served with an injunction to never go near her again. Lovely. It was a sexuality thing. He found out she was a lesbian, and he, being the stupid man he was, decided to ask her if her and her lover wanted to... Well, what a dick. You want a definition of one? It's my boss. I walk into the kitchen with a smile on my face, and there's a man there. He sat on the armchair, and Kira is sat on his lap. He's got his arms around her. I'm so relieved. I smile. My father comes over to me and grabs me, and swiftly pulls me into a hold. I'm not too sure what it is at first, but in the end I settle for it actually being like what I think is a hug. It's weird, but I don't fight it. I relax into it. And he says, good to have you back, son. A gentleman friend walks over and offers me a hand to shake, and I happily shake it. I say to him, you've got a good one there. She'll make you happy for a long time. Kira stands and walks over and says, we broke up two weeks ago. He's a friend. We get along, so I keep him around. Fuck. No. No. I'm praying he'll fight for her. I'm begging he'll say something to change her mind. And he stands and says, I understood what she wanted. And then he exits. What the heck? What the blue hell was that? I ask myself. She looks at me and gives me a tiny smile. Fucking hell, I say in my head, but not to them. I simply just smile. And I ask my boss what he wants for dinner. He wants steaks, and I tell him I'll do some shopping later for them. Later. So I go to my room, sit on my bed, and my thoughts turn to them. The happy faces when I showed up to surprise them. Oh, I miss them so much. I told them every day I was there. They're my heart. They're my blood in my veins. I breathe only for them. I love only because they love me to love them. Of course, it wasn't all smooth sailing. I had to tell my wife the whole thing about me and Kira. She was furious with me. Didn't speak to me for about three days. Then I slowly started to win her back round. I showed her where my heart would always belong. And it was with her. In the end, the love we had for each other outweighed the hate she felt for me. And that's what saved us in the end. My love would always be with her and my little darling. The quality time we spent together was memorable. I took some pictures of them, which I have with me. Safe. In my brain. I can't obviously have any record of them. Can't risk her finding them. I don't trust her to handle the truth about them. She's a little unstable. Well, you'll see why I think this. I did take one photo of my wife and kid on my phone, which is password encrypted. And as I look at it, there's the sound of the door opening. I quickly hide my phone. And then she's in the room, and she walks over to me. It's a slow, menacing walk, like a prison guard about to go to the death chamber and inject the poison into my arm. She sits next to me and says, You're going to have me now. It's been 12 weeks of me looking forward to seeing you again. It's weeks of me wanting you inside me. I'm done waiting. I want your love heroin and I want it now. Then she goes on saying, We'll make love and then we'll forget the torture you've brought me. She kisses my neck. I tell her, I'm in love with someone else. She stops kissing me and looks at me. I think, fuck. No, why don't say that? You know why? You promised your wife you wouldn't touch her again. She asks, who are you in love with? I can't think of names. She asks again, who is this person you're in love with? The question goes unanswered for a beat and she resumes kissing me. I need it to stop. I quickly search for two names. Two names which she'd confidently believe were people I loved. Two names spring to my mind. Her father and her gay half-brother. 
I can't say a father. It's already too weird. I have to say his name. I hate myself. But I need her lips away from my neck. I can't let her... Oh, it's so good. Maybe I can just let... No! It has to stop. You promised her. End this now. Say it to her. Do it! For God's sake, move your fucking lips already. This is the only option that might stop her from even trying to. So I say it. I'm in love with Ethan. And I'm gay. She's stunned. She almost can't believe it. She has this look I can't decipher. I mean, I could be stuck with her for a million years and I would never figure out that look. She walks out of the room. I sit thinking, hell just got a lot hotter. Things are about to get more twisted. <sighs> You're about to crash land on planet Mars. Which translates to, son, you're fucked. Hire Me was recorded by Andrea Richardson and written by Joan Antonio Nisita.